Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders. You know, really want to thank you for tuning in again. It's awesome to hear the feedback for the show. It really makes our day when we hear it. I invite you to visit outcomesrocket.com slash reviews. That is our Apple podcast page where you could leave a rating and review on what you thought about today's show because he is an outstanding guest. His name is Brendan Levy, Dr. Brendan Levy. He's a co-founder and chief medical officer at Hey Doctor. He's got quite the resume with experience as a board-certified family medicine physician from the Georgetown University in DC. And he's got just a, a wonderful experience in healthcare, not only as a provider, but also as an entrepreneur. And so without further ado, I just wanna open up the mic to Brendan for him to fill in any of the gaps in that intro. Brendan, welcome to the podcast. Saul, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it is a pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you for that uh, glowing introduction. Absolutely, my friend. And you know, I just wanted to ask you, you've been in it for a while. What got you in the medicine to begin with? I think that, you know, this will sound a bit cheesy and cliche, I apologize, but I think it's interesting to find out what people care about, what makes them tick, and find out ways that you can, you know, be their advisor and be there to kind of help them understand the science and how they can live their best lives in Oprah speak. Love it, man. No, I think it's great. I don't think it's cheesy at all. You know, I think it gets to the heart of why you decided to be a practitioner, and, and I think it's pretty cool. So, not cheesy, man. It's, it's okay, cool. Good. <laughs> oh, what would you say, Brendan? Uh, actually, before we get into that, I, I want to ask just for the audience so that they know a little bit more about Hey Doctor. I don't want to make any assumptions. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are focused on at Hey Doctor. Yeah, so the idea is there's a lot of reasons that people go to the doctor where, you know, they kind of know that the doctor is just going to ask them a couple minutes of quick questions. And so the question is kind of what's the point of some of these visits? Could you not find a better way to do them more efficiently so that you both save the patient time and you also save the doctor time? So for some you know, classic examples would be like, hey, I need to read for my birth control or I'm a woman and I have a urinary tract infection, both of which are extremely common needs. Or maybe you're traveling and you need malaria medicine. So instead of going into the doctor's office, wasting a couple hours, or instead of even doing it on video, we say, let's just ask you the questions. And then if you're case is simple, then we'll just say, you know, yes, no, or what the appropriate treatment is. For cases that are more complex, then we can spend more time with them. You know, what kind of is very unfortunate about the current healthcare system is that as a doctor, I'm spending the same 15 minutes with patients that have a cold as have a new diagnosis of cancer. Say is, let's have doctors focus on the complicated cases. That way we can do the other cases kind of very efficiently in a very high quality way. I think that's so cool. And so are things uh, picking up for you guys? You starting to get some traction on the app? Yeah, we're actually seeing uh, quite a few more patients than we expected, thanks to just a few kind of pickups and tweets out there and some of nice. our advertising. We also power some other providers as a software as a solution. So, so far, so good. Man, that's awesome. I think it's worthwhile, the efforts that you're making here. You know, you probably know better than most as a, as a provider, the pain that goes into, you know, these visits for the patients as well as a provider. You know, we, I feel like we got to take into consideration as we work to improve outcomes, the quadruple aim. 
And I think your efforts here are not only tailored to better the lives of patients, but also the, the practitioners. Can you give us a, an example of how you guys have done that for either or or both? Yeah, I can give you an example. You know, I actually just got off the phone with a patient, uh, not to reveal any HIPAA here, but someone that had uh, migraines with aura, which are contraindication to certain types of birth control. Mm-hmm. Now, she'd been getting birth control for years, but nobody had asked her that. I'm sure because, you know, these doctors are in a huge hurry. Um, they got a lot of paperwork to do. So with this format, it's nice because we can kind of take, ask as many questions of the patient as we want or we need to. But then you can also just put all that information right up in front of a doctor and they don't have to do any paperwork. They can just make the right clinical decision as additionally guided by software to help them kind of know what is the latest, best evidence for that decision. I think that's really awesome. I'm getting through this book called Principles by Ray Dalio. And uh, he kind of walked through some of the things that he did to have success. And a lot of that he attributes to not only just his decision-making as a person, but the decision support that he was able to get through algorithms and computers. And what you're doing here, you and your company, is really just targeted at that. It's just using computers as decision support. Exactly. I mean, I think, you know, the question is really, how do you surface the key inputs that you're going to make the decision on in a way that's efficient and a way that lets, you know, whoever's going to make that decision, make it quickly and make it safely. So that's definitely what we're trying to do. Also, I definitely need to read that book because you're about the fifth person to have recommended it to me. Is that right? Oh, yeah. wow. There you go. That's a must. And, and it's also an audio. So you could also uh, listen to it, which is what I'm doing. And it's Excellent. just, uh, yeah, about one fourth of the way through and an outstanding one. So listeners, if you have not read that Principles by Ray Dalio. It's one to pick up if you're looking to make serious moves in healthcare. Even though he's a finance guy, it really applies to all areas of just achievement. So, okay, Brendan. Actually, I'll, yeah. can I pause you there for one second? Sure. On the topic of finance, you know, I think that there's a lot we can learn in medicine from other sectors. You know, if you look at the average EMR, if I want to find out, you know, if I want to find out something as basic as someone's date of birth, oftentimes it's five clicks away. When we're making the software, we have designers and doctors in the room so that, you know, what we're kind of trying to emulate is like a stockbroker screen or something where you see all the information you need on one screen. Don't have it high. Don't go digging for it. Show me what I need to know to make the decision that I'm trying to make to help this patient. Ah, you know what? What a great point. I really think that's such a great point, Brendan, and totally. So, and it's cool that you guys are trying to emulate that and why not be able to implement in such a way as finance into healthcare. So uh, very, very appropriate, man. Thanks for calling that out. You're very welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And and so I love these conversations because they're all targeted toward improvement, right? Like we improve our businesses, we improve patient interactions and outcomes. Give us an example, Brendan, of a time when something didn't go your way. It could be while you were practicing, it could be with Hey Doctor, a setback and what you learned from that. Yeah, this is... First of all, a great behavioral interview question and one that I always struggle with because <laughs> certainly many things have not gone my way, but it's always hard to recall them afterwards, probably because I'm repressing them slightly. But I'd say for Hey Doctor, you know, some of the biggest challenges are how do you get people to understand what this model is? Because I think that many people have had experiences with video telemedicine and that, you know, frankly, video telemedicine kind of translates a lot of the same problems that you see in the doctor's office. You know, it's a little bit awkward and it's kind of inefficient for both the doctor and the patient. So I think one... Sh- kind of setback I've had and it's definitely been a great learning experience is how do you explain what you're trying to do when it is significantly different from the status quo? And partly I've just learned that by kind of hearing, doing my best in forums such as this to explain what we're doing and why we're doing it. 
and then hearing kind of how people understand that and kind of parroting that back. Yeah. And, and so during that, that process, what would you say was a learning and maybe an improvement that you made? Yeah, it's partly uh, learning how people, I think, think doctors think. And I think that patients maybe, sorry, let me think about this, but something like a, a UTI, for example, is a type of condition or a woman's urinary tract infection. It's an extremely yes. common thing. And it can be expressed kind of very simply in like a one-page algorithm. Like, do you have this symptom? Yes or no. Do you have that symptom? Yes or no. And I think that explaining to patients that oftentimes we as physicians are just walking you through these kind of decision trees. And so what we want is for you to provide the information that helps us recommend that outcome is something I've learned to explain that that is kind of how doctors oftentimes thinking so that people will understand what types of inputs and what types of data they need to provide for us to help provide the best advice for them. So I'm asking you this question. The reason is because I want to know, like, should I recommend this antibiotic or this other antibiotic? Yeah, you know, it makes a lot of sense. And so, you know, listeners, think about that. You got to put yourself in the shoes of the people that you're communicating with to get an idea out. And oftentimes we make assumptions, you know, we make assumptions that that the people that we're speaking to know what we know. And we got to bring it down a couple notches and walk them through to help them understand. And, and this is a great example uh, that you bring up, Brendan, you know, it's like there's a lot of acronyms in healthcare. Let's not mm -hmm. assume that patients or people know the acronyms. Let's use the actual words. And you did that, right? You said UTI, and then you followed through with the actual urinary tract infection. Just a, a simple example. But yeah, I think this, it's a beautiful call out. And so you had that. You've been cleaning up the game here. And so now you're, you're getting some traction with the app. What would you say one of the proudest experiences you've had to date with it is? I will say that some of the proudest experiences I have are just hearing, I'll say it is a real joy getting the patient feedback. You know, it is something that originally I thought I would miss when I was leaving my primary job as kind of an office-based clinician. But having these kind of ongoing text conversations with patients in some ways is even more satisfying because instead of just writing the prescription and that's the last time I see this person for six months, now... I can get a message the next day about how they're doing. It's going well, great. If I can answer a follow-up question uh, over text, which obviously is a much more convenient modality for the patient, it really in some ways kind of deepens that connection because you know it's kind of like you're texting your friends oftentimes is the other context in which right. you're using texting. So now that same way, your physician can be available to answer questions for you. So yeah. finding that that does work for people has been incredibly rewarding. That's pretty cool. Are you guys finding that there is a particular demographic or age group that gravitates toward this or is it pretty broad? Currently, you know, I think it is pretty broad, but currently I would say women kind of 20 to 35 is our chief demographic. And I think largely just because they're comfortable with the technology. Yeah. Some of our services were used or kind of chiefly useful for that population. We definitely hope to broaden into kind of primary care writ large because I really think like something approaching half of the visits people go into the doctor for are just kind of quick checklist visits. Even things where it's like you got diagnosed with high blood pressure six months ago and now you're going to come back in, but all they're going to do is measure your blood pressure and ask you how you're feeling. You know, what is the point of going in for that type of visit when really you could just gather all the data at home with a smart blood pressure cuff, for example. Yeah, or you could just go to the CVS or Walgreens, check it out, exactly. and exactly. plug it in there. Yeah, yeah. All while you go get a you know a Starbucks right across the street. Exactly. That hopefully yeah. in the long term we're saving the healthcare system money. Hopefully you're getting something healthy at Starbucks, and then maybe we can spend more money on 
things that I think really matter to society, like healthy eating and other things that would help prevent these problems from ever occurring. Yeah, for sure. It makes a lot of sense. And so within the system, Brendan, are you actually, uh, is a healthcare provider, either practitioner, solo practitioner, or a system, are they able to, to develop codes and bill for things on here? Or is this all being done? Like who, who bills for, for these uh, visits? these digital visits? Yeah, it's a great question. So currently, because we can do it so efficiently, we just say, you know, we're not even going to bill insurance. We just say, you know, a birth control refill is $10. This other type of visit is 20 So we keep kind of all the visits very low cost by being very efficient. Ultimately, I think there's a lot of case to be made for, you know, a large, I think really an insurer ultimately, where you could say, hey, you know, instead of someone going into the urgent care, which costs $200, or the ER, which costs $1,000, why not solve their problem at home, which is more convenient for them, it saves the payer money. And I think fundamentally could kind of alter the way the system is actually run. That's pretty cool. Can somebody use a healthcare savings account? Not yet, but that is something we're actively working on. Oh. And I should say, now? actually, in answer to your last question, our other vision would be, you know, a lot of health systems tend to move slowly from a technological standpoint for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. But we certainly are talking with some of them about potentially just white labeling this app so that they could then attach it to their own records I love do it. Do both follow-ups and visits in it. I think that's awesome. And then develop the C- CPT codes, lower your cost, and hey, that's a way to get the job done, make it convenient for patients, and increase your profitability while you're at it. Exactly. Hit a few aims. I love it, man. I love it. I think that's pretty cool. And so, you know, just thinking through uh, the possibilities with this, it's exciting. And with patient deductibles going through the roof, listeners, you're a patient, I'm a patient, before anything, we're people. And now with deductibles being so high, options like Hey Doctor are becoming a real deal. So something to think about as you explore your healthcare options, don't box yourself into your employer-sponsored program. Look outside of that because right now the innovations that, that Brendan and his team and others are building are aiming toward keeping you healthy before you get sick at less money. So pretty cool stuff that you're doing, Brendan, for sure. Thank you very much. All right. So let's focus on one of the current innovations that you're working on, something that you're excited about today, maybe within Health Doctor, maybe within something else, but something that you're excited about today, Brendan. Yeah. What I'm most excited about is taking this to what I think is the next logical step where you say, okay, let's process first just 10,000 patients, have doctors look at it, evaluate it based on existing clinical algorithms. Now, take the out of all those, see how people did, you know, for example, see if that urinary tract infection got better, see what lab outcomes we got through our partners at Quest or LabCorp, feed that data back, and then say, what questions should we have asked that would have gotten us to the diagnosis faster, for example, or that would have led to an even better outcome? So we're actually pursuing both how do we integrate machine learning into this technology so that you're actively highlighting in ways that leverage technology which patients deserve the most, or not deserve it, which patients could benefit most from yes. additional attention, and then potentially rolling that into an academic study to find what are just better treatment algorithms that the whole community can use. That's exciting. Taking it the next step. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll, it requires a good deal of work, but I think we're, we're getting there step by step. That's awesome. And you know, with the pool of patients that you have going through this, and once you get to that number that you're aiming, you'll have a really nice sample size to start making those distinctions. So that's pretty exciting, man. Thank you. All right. So, Brendan, I think this is really cool. And I think the listeners could learn a lot from you. So, what I want to do is 
let's pretend you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine today. It's the 101 or the ABCs of Dr. Brendan. Okay. And so I've got four questions for you. They're, they're going to be lightning round style. So I'll ask you the questions. You give me some lightning round answers. And then we finish up with a book that you recommend for the listeners. You ready? I'll do my damnedest. <laughs> I love it. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? I think it is by examining the data from the patient's perspective, examining both what are the patients actually trying to get care for and what are the outcomes that they actually care about. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Doing things the way that healthcare has done initially and not finding a way to escape at least some of the constraints in our heavily regulated industry. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? I would say that you must embrace the constant change. I wish I had a better answer for that, but I think that's <laughs> the simple truth. It's all good. Let's run with it. And what is one area of focus that drives everything else in your organization? It is how can you use the gains that we've made in technology to make medicine better in a way that goes beyond clicks and other kind of superficial changes to our practice. Finally, Brendan, what book would you recommend to the listeners as part of the syllabus? This is a bit outside of medicine, but I will say that I just finished the book Hamilton, which is both a oh. fascinating and fabulous read. And I think a great learning story of someone that broke a lot of boundaries and set up some very interesting systems. Great learns for healthcare. I think that's cool. And a great parallel there. Another one, Brendan, you're just constantly taking us out of healthcare. Making I apologize. Us finance, <laughs> at theater, but I think that's what we need to be doing. So great recommendation. So listeners, don't worry about writing any of this down. Go to outcomesrocket.com slash hey doctor, H-E-Y-D-O-C-T-O-R. You're going to find all of the show notes as well as links to the resources that Brendan put here together for you along with the syllabus that we just created. So time flies when you're having fun, friends. Brendan, before we conclude, I would love to just hear you share one closing thought with the listeners and then the best place where they can get a hold of you. One closing thought would just be anyone involved in medicine to continue to challenge kind of the existing status quo. Our field is a slow moving one, but to explore new options, uh, certainly they're kind of popping up all the time. Um, give them a chance. And if you need to get a hold of Hey Doctor, heydoctor.co is the website. Download our app and let us know how it goes. Outstanding, Brendan. Hey, I'm going to download this app because I'm really curious now. And I uh, hope you listeners do too. Think outside the box. This is one way to do it. And uh, just want to say thank you again, Brendan, for taking the time for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more. 